Hey everyone, I am Paul Wicker. No, I'm Paul Wicker. I am Paul Wicker. <laughs> and I'm J.D. Prater. And I'm J.D. Prater. And today is June 22nd, 2018. And these are the top seven PPC headlines from the week. And now I'm all confused. You got me all confused, J.D. <laughs> uh, first story is Facebook's Instagram has hit 1 billion monthly users, up from 800 million in September. So they are just growing like crazy. A billion users, yeah. Um... Wow. So yeah, still still racking up people, still getting more people. Uh, no real surprise here when you think about Snapchat, think about Facebook. Instagram really makes sense as far as like where people are moving to. I know they've really done a great job lately with a lot of user engagement. They keep rolling out new stuff, tons of video stuff, which we'll get into. But man, that, that ad revenue. Whew. Yeah, so uh, let's see. They're launched today, uh, the 22nd, I believe, or maybe that article is a few days old. They are launching IGTV, Instagram television, to compete with YouTube. So that's long-form video. Also, their revenue is about $5.48 billion in 2018. So I guess the estimated ad re- revenue uh, is, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's estimated or to date. Hmm. $5.84 billion. $5.48 billion. This is a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they did a lot of revenue so far. Um, I was doing the math. Facebook makes about $12 billion a quarter. So they're going to do around $48, $50 billion this year. So uh, Instagram still a small chunk of that, but growing. And the point uh, they made in the article is that, you know, Facebook sentiment, especially with teenagers, has been in decline lately. And with all this privacy nonsense going on, a lot of users are moving away from Facebook. But most people don't even know that Instagram is a part of Facebook. So they are growing, as we mentioned, like crazy while Snapchat is flat and Facebook largely is flat. So really good news for Instagram. And I wonder, like, from the Mark Zuckerberg perspective, like, this is a model that can work. So he just needs to buy the next Instagram when it's small. I mean, he basically tried to do it with Snapchat. They said no, and now they're flat. But if they could find the next up-and-coming platform maybe make a new offer for snap and then once you plug it into their like sophisticated ads ecosystem it becomes a money maker yeah for sure and let me give you a quick hot take i don't like the igtv i don't like the way i have hour-long videos we covered this last week but uh, you know i think a lot of people are getting more excited this week with the actual rollout ah man i started getting some of them yesterday i, I saw i watched one I made it barely over two minutes. Like, my attention is just not there for an hour. I, it's not what I go to Instagram for. It's not what I want to see. I, I'm interested with the friction that people will have. Of course, as with most things, Facebook, they'll either kill it or they'll keep it. But I'm, you know, what, I mean, what do you think? I mean, are you going to sit there and watch 30 minutes on Instagram? Well, no, today. And But I do watch YouTube. Do you ever, like, sit there and watch, like, an hour-long YouTube anything? <laughs> Not, like, one particular video, but I will go down rabbit holes. Right. And I'm just like, you're like, oh, here's a funny video. Oh, here's a funny video. Here's right. a funny video. So I think those will do well on IG. But, yeah, the long-form stuff is really, I think, targeted at millennials who don't watch TV. And they get all their, you know, digital content from YouTube and Twitch. So this is, you know, IG's way of saying, hey, do you want to come watch series? Do you want to come watch more professional content, long form? So I think it's really targeting the folks who are going there to what what we would do is, you know, sit in front of the TV and flick channels. Like it's targeting that kind of behavior in the millennials. So. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see, kids. We'll see if you like it. Uh, and speaking of video, another week, another mention of someone moving to autoplay video. This time it's Facebook inside of Messenger. The video ads are now autoplay. Yeah, again, it's another one that I'm just not excited about. I, 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 it's not what I go to Messenger for, right? I don't go to Messenger to look at your video ads. And I'm sorry if any of you guys saw our video ads, but <laughs> it's it's just not what I'm there for. 
I do think that there's a mix match. I, I just wonder what they're testing. And like they said, they said this at, at, at Cannes that, hey, you know, this is a test. We'll see what happens. But again, man, you guys are just trying to put video ads everywhere, which then as the marketer in me is like, damn it, I need more. I need, I need more video. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too, is if the Facebook brand and Messenger, which is aligned with Facebook, people realize they're using Facebook when they use Messenger. If that brand is starting to decay, it makes sense to kind of spam it with as many ads as possible. And meanwhile, they own WhatsApp. So you have WhatsApp as your true kind of messenger brand. You have Instagram as your kind of true, um, whatever you want to call it. So I wonder if they're just like, hey, it's a good place to play because we're going to struggle there in the future regardless. But it is, um, I guess, annoying if you're used to using Messenger. Now you've got a bunch of auto-playing videos right next to, like, (laughs) messages. And in the article, it mentions it's like... Sometimes you're having you know, personal conversations, and then all of a sudden it's like, here's a video with JD selling yeah. AdStage. <laughs> Get back to marketing with the AdStage anyway. All right. Uh, Facebook groups. Another one that I'm not excited about. Man, so. you are the grumpy old man today. I like. am. I'm really grumpy. So they're now going to say, hey, admins, you can now charge a monthly subscription fee for access into your group. So group admins, like hats off to you guys for first off, like you guys do a great job of keeping groups active. You do a great job of making sure that the content's relevant. It's not too spammy. You know, uh, they've done a lot of really cool things with asking you questions to enter a group. Now, I find myself in groups more than I do the the news feed. So I, I understand it. But I, there's no way I'm going to like pay $5 up to $30 a month for access into a group. I, I, I I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, at first I thought Facebook was going to like rev share, you know, like split the yeah. revenue. And I was like, is this really how they want to make their money? Right now, it's it's not that model right now. All the money goes to the admin. And I was wondering, like, is there any paid kind of group management tool or platform that people are using today to like, you know, kind of professionally manage these exclusive groups? I mean, Patreon is kind of like that, where if you like a content creator, you can follow them on Patreon mm-hmm. and donate. And then you right. get like access to their kind of like group so you know i think for these you know i keep saying creators but it's this new model where everyone's a creator and they're building audiences and they need ways to monetize you know five bucks a month might be palatable for some folks um so you want to pay 4.99 to stay in the facebook ads group you love that group i love that group and susan has done a great job of you know, being an admin and, you know, keeping it... Um... Yeah, she wants some money. Come on, pony up. I mean, it's $5. It's like Starbucks is like, what is it, up to $12 for a cup of coffee? You can't afford four ninety nine for a group. It's just, it's more of the principle, right? It's more of like, I, I, I don't want to pay for access to the this information or... I think a lot of it's FOMO, right? I think a lot of people will do it uh, because they're afraid of missing out on information or being a part of a discussion. So I think that part is, is great. However, free groups are still intact, so you know keep it free if you want to. And the part that you were talking about with rev uh, rev sharing, all the revenue is going to the admin. So, very interesting, very interesting. Can you create a group that would ultimately make you the next unicorn? I mean, I personally can't. No one cares <laughs> enough about what I'm talking about. But yeah, I I think I can't wait to get the eight million spammy ads about joining private Facebook groups to learn how to lose belly fat and to learn how to you know get passive income flowing from five sources and join this private group for all the secrets on how oh, to man. run a faster mile i just dang i'm in <laughs> wait a minute uh, all right let's move over to adwords 
because they were at Cannes Film Festival, which I think must be such a bizarre... I've never been, and it's just like a bunch of probably rich quasi-celebrities, and now the media companies are there, just like, it used to be kind of this artsy film thing. I just, it sounds like the worst time ever. Yeah, I agree. To someone like me. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, it sounds amazing, but to me it just sounds like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> ugh, yeah. This, it's it's not for me. Uh, I also just, yeah, I don't like dressing up either. Like, can I come in a t-shirt? True. We do wear t-shirts to work every day. Hashtag startup life. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, YouTube, because so, this is what happens now at, at the Cannes Film Festival. YouTube makes announcements about their video creative suite. Uh, so they've they launched a ton of stuff, three of which are video experiments, video creative analytics, and the director mix, which includes video ad sequencing. Uh, the really quick rundown, uh, let's see. So experiments, you basically can segment experiments, run them on YouTube, and then they run for three days and YouTube will give you results saying these are the best performing and give you some insights into like the performance, uh, like demographics or groups or, you know, who did well with what videos. Um, the second is video creative analytics. So this is kind of cool. You can annotate your video. So you could be like, oh, this is when my brand, like my logo pops up. And then you can see the performance based on those annotated moments. Mm. So you could see, you know, who has seen the brand shot, who has, you know, stuck around for video. And again, which audiences were the ones that made it. Um, and the last one's director mix. Um, you know, we have this in ad stage. So I was very familiar with uh, ad sequencing, but I guess, you know, they finally caught up over there at Google. Um, so now you can sequence video ads. So you want to like tell a story over multiple ads or you want like a, a message that spans multiple ads. You could do that with their ad sequencing tool. Um, and they also, the director mix is just a way to like mix and match text and image and sound and video and, and cut everything up. And to be clear, we don't really have all that at AdStage. We just have uh, ad sequencing. That's right. Uh, for for all, all your networks, Google, Bing, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah. Um, all right. I like this one. I just want to jump in on this. I think the timing is perfect uh, because of this backlash with Facebook and people are looking to, I mean, I was just at SMX Advance last week and it was it was huge, right? Uh, everyone's like talking about diversifying their ad budget. Everyone knows Google, Facebook are the duopoly and everyone's looking like, I need that next thing. I need something else because we know we can't be over-reliant on just one channel or just two channels. We really need to figure that part out. And YouTube was like the top contender for nearly everyone. And if you saw uh, the video session with uh, with Corey and Bryant, I mean, absolutely killed it and made the case for video. Um, and if you haven't seen it, uh, go look at their slide decks. They are up on SMX. You can go and look at them and, and you should be doing some video. It was really cool stuff. Yeah, I feel like we can't escape the video message. There's just so many people talking about uh, video and the underutilization of things like YouTube. And every week we're talking about more video content in terms of inventory, I should say, available in different places, more autoplay, which gets you more video views. So really, the, the, this year feels like the year of video. The year of video really made it. I, I called it uh, the year of implementing video. That's a good yeah, way of putting yeah, it, too. Yeah. Oh, what are your... Uh, your... <laughs> Your talks? Yeah. Stealing my ideas? No. I must have stole it from you. Uh, all right. What do we got? We got Pinterest, Twitter. Oh, let's mention the other AdWords since we're talking about uh, AdWords. It's coming. Yeah. The UI, it's here. I, I mean, I really thought that we had it until the end of the year, but uh, they just rolled out some emails saying, hey, July 10th, 
uh, we're going to be switching you over. And so you better get used to it. July 10th is like two, three weeks away. And they're going to be rolling it out um, within, you know, like a rollout phase. So it's not just July 10th for, uh, for everyone. And so it will replace the old one. So make sure you're in there. You understand it. There's been a ton of great blogs out there. I know PPC Hero has one. And you're, um, you're talking about the new AdWords UI. That's I don't correct. know if we ever yeah. explicately said that, too. Oh, yeah. New so UI. Case, new UI. The new AdWords UI that, if you're like 99% of marketers you despise, uh, is, or maybe that's exaggerated, maybe 80%, um, right? That is rolling out July 10th for everyone, including you. That's right. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of great things in there. I, I, I preface it mostly I hate it because of change. That if I had to, like, really boil it down, I just, I'm so used to doing things a certain way, and to change that behavior is the hardest thing in the world. However, the new UI it has some really cool features I really like. Yeah, it's because they didn't put those features in the old UI. That's right. <laughs> so that's one way. Um, yeah, I have nothing against it. I just, they, you know, they do this whole material design concept for the designers yeah. out there. You know, Google Material Design um, is like a, you know, the design methodology they sign up for. And I just feel like sometimes it doesn't work that well, but they're so like, this is what we said we're going to do. These buttons always have this state. And, you know, when we do a drop down, it always works like this. And sometimes it just feels so like overdone or mm-hmm. slow because you're like, clicking these giant buttons to do basic things. But anyway, it's all just, uh, I guess, opinion. You know what they say about opinions. So this is a family show, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, so, yes, get on that new UI. We should have, like, July 10th, uh, retire the old UI day. Shoot yeah. some fireworks off or something. We'll pour one out for all the homies. Right. <laughs> uh, Pinterest? Yeah. Yeah, so the next two stories are really kind of partnery. The Pinterest uh, program, so they're expanding their partners. So it's a group. So right now there's a bunch of Pinterest partners. They're, they're in different categories like advertising partners, content marketing partners, audience partners, measurement partners. And now they're adding creative partners. So people who help you scale creation of the pins. So I don't remember all of the examples. I remember there was one like Shutterstock was in there mm-hmm. um, that could help uh, if you know, you're trying to create pins and you need some help like with creatives or other elements of scale. Uh, you'll see a few of them coming. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's a great idea. I'm, I'm actually surprised they didn't roll this one out earlier. Uh, when I think about Pinterest and you think about the visual nature of it and needing help creating, because again, this is that long ad, right? This is uh, not very wide, but very long, and it's very different than Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, right? And so you, you can basically get away with the same image size, that 1200 by 628 across those three, but on this one, you really can't. You got to specifically make those types of pins. So having help with that and launching those engaging pins, you can now use some marketing partners that are going to help you do that. So go go check them out. And lastly, we have Twitter. Um, so Twitter's announced, uh, announcing the launch of Twitter Media. And at first I was like, oh, they're, they're doing a YouTube ripoff mm-hmm. too. Uh, but then I visited it and it really just screams random corporate initiative by Twitter to try to get people <laughs> to like do more crap on Twitter. It's, uh, you know, a bunch of how-tos so you can like click i'm a newspaper how do i use twitter and then it tells you like use video use polls uh, it even recommends using TweetDeck, which i haven't heard twitter actually like acknowledge hmm. TweetDeck in a very long time yeah um to manage multiple or you know like uh, twitter accounts simultaneously so it kind of was a bunch of very generic how to use twitter stuff which i'm guessing they're trying to get small publishers who maybe aren't on twitter or trying to figure out how to do twitter and give them a few how-to's 
Yeah, I think it. I mean, it's fantastic. If you've been uh, following their blog, it, it really kind of went away there for about a year and a half, and you're like, uh, "Where'd you guys go?" And now they're like reviving a lot of this. They're putting in more product news, more best practices, research, case studies from partners like us, right? And that's what I'm mostly excited about is they're actually really trying to help advertisers with actual content um, by helping them understand the Twitter platform or how to use certain aspects of Twitter. So um, I see it as a great initiative uh, from a product marketer standpoint, and uh, I hope people take advantage of it. All right. You're a lot less cynical than I am. Uh, (laughs) And also, you know, you are the full-time marketer who actually might need some of this information. I just... uh, so many times I see these like help sections that are just giant sales pitches to get you to use all their new features rather mm-hmm. than like true tips for optimization or true ways to to uh, to improve performance. So it's good that uh, they're actually doing that. They actually do have some best practices and case studies. Nice. I think that's all the news that's fit to say on this podcast. I think that's it. If you want more news, you could always head over to our new and improved and live now for like three weeks blog.adstage.io and you can find all kinds of articles. You can sign up for the newsletter, and you can also head over to SoundCloud if you want more of these headline shows. So thank you for stopping by. See you guys next week.